how many dicks you gotta suck to get a Big Mac. You can't use your judgment anymore because you're viewed as a bigot somehow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? Hey, your old pal Joe here, just checking in with you on a motherfucking Tuesday, all right? How's it going? How's it hanging? Listen, my friend, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing, all right? And if you're not, hey, that's A-OK. But do yourself a favor and get your fucking shit together, all right? Here we are. Already in November, the final two months of 2023, boy, they snuck up on us, didn't they? You might as well get your shit together. The two biggest holidays of the year are coming up. You're probably going to see your family unless you burn that bridge for some reason. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you just don't want to be around them. Maybe they're the problem, but odds are good. You're the fucking problem. So you might as well not be a problem anymore and get your fucking shit together. All right. Why not? Why not? Going into 2024, big election year, there's a good chance, you know, the fucking world's going to end. Not going to end, but that new world order that people have been talking about for fucking decades is probably going to come about at some point in time within the next few years. So you might as well prepare yourself. Get ready for the new world order by having your shit together, all right? You need to do it. Trust me. Things are going to be interesting. It's not going to get any easier. I know that inflation, you know what I mean? People working hard, can't afford shit. It's not like all of a sudden people are magically going to be able to afford shit. So get your shit together. All right. Just a little message from me to you. (laughs) Real quick, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at Magic Mind. MagicMind.com. Use the promo code Joe. See if you can't make your morning routine a little bit better with our good friends over at Magic Mind. And as always, thank you to our lovely Patreon supporters, I love you all so much. Darth Shibby, I love you, buddy. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy you're popping up more over in the comments, dude. It's good to hear from you as often as I have been lately, all right? It's an absolute pleasure. So if you'd like to support the podcast, if you'd like to if you'd like to make a friend with Darth Shibby, fucking great guy. Go over to patreon.com, utilize slash utilize shrooms, and you can support the podcast, and you can make some fucking friends over there, all right? And not just the podcast, but me in general. Also, shows coming up, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be in Bridgeport, Connecticut with Aaron Weber this weekend at the Stress Factory. That's November 10th and 11th. And then, other than that, I don't have too much coming up until... New Year's Eve, and I'll be in Frankenmuth, Michigan at Fisher Hall, December 30th and the 31st. Two shows the 30th, one the 31st, and then there's not much coming up after that, but we're working on some dates. And then April 6th, mark this one down, Flint, Michigan. I'll be back there at Timothy's Pub once again, headlining there. Uh, Other than that, that's it right now. JoeKellyComedy.com has all the upcoming shows and those are all the upcoming shows that I have at the moment. We dropped some. I know I was supposed to be in Wisconsin after uh, Thanksgiving and then Tampa in um, before Christmas sometime in December. But those are no longer happening. I got some business to take care of up in Michigan with uh, with some family. All right. People not doing so great. If you listen to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you heard all about it. But uh, in case you missed that one, I was back home seeing family. My dad had some uh Some heart surgery, got a defibrillator put in, didn't tell anybody about it until after it was already done, which is what a man is supposed to do anyway. But, uh, you know, grandma had a heart attack last year. Dad's having some heart issues now. So 
I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time back in Michigan for the holidays. All right. And not worry about being on the road and uh, doing stand up too much for a couple months. I'll still be popping up here and there, but for the most part, uh, that's what's going on with me, you know? So that's why those shows are gone. But what's going on with you, my friend? How have you been? How's it hanging? How's it going? How was your weekend? Uh, what'd you get into? Did you get into anything fun? Real quick, got some neighbor updates for you, everybody. I know we've been keeping track of this saga of these people who live next door to me that like to beat on each other and shoot guns and get dogs and not take care of the dogs. But uh, here's the thing. Excuse me. While I was in Michigan, I think it was while I was in Michigan a couple weeks ago. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, the... So if, if I don't know, this has been an ongoing saga with the podcast. My neighbors have been awful for a long time. Uh, it's been a couple. The lady might be a prostitute. The fellow's a criminal. He's been in and out of jail, and he's been gone for a minute now. But they got a dog a couple few months ago that they haven't taken care of. And it's like, who's got the time to take care of a dog when you're sucking dick for money? You know what I mean? It's completely understandable that you wouldn't have time to take care of a puppy and and train it and feed it and maybe not leave it out in the rain for six days when you're out there sucking dick for two dollars you know what i mean you gotta suck a lot of dicks at two dollars a pop you know especially you know when you want to get big macs big macs are 17 dollars a piece now how many dicks you gotta suck to get a big mac eight and a half eight and a half dicks just to get a big mac nowadays that's crazy that's inflation people that's fucking inflation so I understand why you might not have time to take care of your dog, but the point is you don't get fucking get the dog because you realize you got too many dicks to be sucking. But I think what happened is uh, I think maybe somebody gave her the dog instead of the $2. Like, I appreciate you sucking my dick, so here's a dog for you, lady. Uh, but anyway, while I was up in Michigan a couple weeks ago, someone uh, was knocking on my door because I got one of them ring doorbells because obviously you got to keep an eye on what's going on when people are shooting each other and shit like that and going to jail in your front fucking yard, you know. Uh, but somebody came in while it was raining, while that poor fucking dog was outside. And uh, they called the they called they asked who who's in charge of the rental property that I'm living in right now. And I told them and they got a hold of the rental person and uh, the dog's fine now, people. The dog has found a new home. The The people who own the property came and they took care of the dog and they found a nice home for it. So good news. Good news, people, for that cute little sweet fucking puppy that uh, deserves better than what it was getting. All right. That's the good news for the puppy. He's fine. He found a new home. He's not uh, he's not dealing with, you know, people not feeding him because they got dicks to suck. All right. Now he's probably watching watching some lady suck a dick while the office is on, you know, probably found a nice, nice family to be with watching reruns of the office, sucking dick while that puppy's just sitting there watching inside now. Nice and toasty warm. So that's the good news. And also also found out today the owner of the uh, the unit that I'm living in or the two units because it's a townhouse or a dupe. It's a I guess it's a townhouse. Uh, my neighbor's getting evicted, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. They, they're getting evicted. She hasn't been paying her rent because inflation again. How many dicks you got to suck to pay rent at two dollars a pop? It's a lot. It's certainly a lot. Probably not enough. Uh, probably not enough in this town to fucking keep you going, you know. 
So uh, I don't know. I was talking to the guy and, and she might be going through some troubles, something like that. Whatever the issue is, it's not my fucking problem. But he he came over to uh, to let me know she was getting evicted and he was uh, he was not looking forward to having to see the damage she has done to that fucking place next door. So I might try and I'd like to see what's going on over there, but that's none of my business. But that's the update on the on the neighbors and the dog, everybody. The dog is finding a new home, and uh, I guess so that lady is as well. And as far as the fella, he might be back in jail. I haven't seen him in a few weeks. But all good news here on the home front for the point in time, at this point in time, I should say. How about that, people? How about fucking that? Things are are working out. A little fucking holiday cheer for your old pal Joe. It's going to be quiet. It's going to be quiet for a fucking little bit around here. God damn it. I'm excited about that. God, that makes me feel real good. And, you know, I might fucking just take the trash can. Why not? I don't know. Like, I'm not a big fan of owning a trash can. Not that I have trash cans in my place. I'm not a big fan of owning uh, a trash can for the trash people to come and pick up, you know? Just, I just don't. There's enough dumpsters around where I don't think everybody needs their own individual trash can. At least I don't. I'm a single man. I don't have a lot of trash, you know? I don't have a, a lot of packaging for my foods. A lot of my foods are just, they come in, you know, it's just produce. A lot of them just come in, the, I put them in the fucking bags. Those don't take up much, tra- much trash space, you know what I mean? So uh, they have a trash can. I might just take it, but probably not. I'm probably going to stick with what I've been doing, you know? I don't know why, I don't know why it's so looked down upon to, to just throw your trash in a fucking dumpster. You know what I mean? We all usually go somewhere at some point in time during the day. So if you got a full trash bag in my head, I'm just like, I'll just take it to the fucking dumpster. I pretty much anytime, anytime I meet up with Aaron to fly out to go do shows on the weekend, if I have a full, I just do that in the morning. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's weird. I think it's weird that everybody owns their own fucking trash can, you know? My mom's got like a 50 fucking gallon goddamn trash can for the fucking, you know, the trash man to come pick up. And there's like one bag in there. It's just part of the routine. It's just something for people to do every Wednesday, you know, especially as people get older. It's just they look forward to trash day. They're like, oh, it's trash day. I got something to fucking do. Finally, hot dog, something to do with my fucking life that I don't have anything going on anymore because my kids moved out and I don't have any hobbies or anything like that. So I look forward to fucking trash day where I can put one one fucking 13 gallon bag of trash in a goddamn 50 gallon trash can just so my life has some kind of meaning, you know, so. I'm anti-trash can. Not for everybody. Also, it's like, with as big as trash cans are, does everybody need their own? Like, in the neighborhood, you know what I mean? In the cul-de-sac. Let's say you got four houses in the cul-de-sac. How many goddamn trash cans do you need between the four of you? Maybe two? Maybe one, really? But, you know, it's all about community in my world. And there's nothing more communal than a goddamn dumpster, but I, it's, apparently it's a it you know it's illegal to do. And people are like, "That's my dumpster," and it's like, "Well, go go fuck yourself." I'm using it, all right. 
But anyway, that's the neighbor update. Good things on the home front, you know, people getting kicked out, dogs finding new houses. That's good. I'm happy I don't have to look at a sad dog with a two-foot leash in the rain anymore because that was getting fucking rough sometimes. I'd be sneaking over there at night and giving him fucking food because I'm pretty sure that she wasn't feeding that fucking thing, you know. We'd wrap in fucking <laughs> peanut butter and tortillas and going, here you go, buddy. Here's a little something for you. You know, I'm not going to fucking stock up on dog food for a dog that ain't mine. But yeah, all good news. But uh, Albany, I was in Albany, New York this weekend. It was a great fucking time, man. It was uh, shows were great. It was at the Funny Bone up there with Aaron Weber. Shows were real good. The club was absolutely fantastic. Good people all around. Had a great fucking time. There was uh, there was an issue yesterday with the flight home. Yesterday being Sunday. That's why I had planned on... I had it all planned out where this podcast was going to be out Monday morning. As I try to do for you guys. But this, it just got all fucked up. What happened? This is what happened. <laughs> we finish up the second show on Saturday, the late show, and I'm out outside of the club with Aaron, and we're talking, and I know we have a pretty early flight in the morning, but he's going to Dallas, and I'm coming back to Nashville. He's got a private gig, but Aaron, he's got fucking points with Southwest, something like that, so he takes care of the flights, and I'm, I'm somehow partnered in with him when we fly together. I'm like a plus one. He doesn't have to pay extra. I just fucking fly with him, all right? So, I'm checking the flight time tomorrow and uh, or for for Sunday morning, I should say. And I noticed that it has been canceled. All right. And uh, so I'm like, well, that's not good. I got no flight out tomorrow. So talking to Aaron, he's like, well, it shouldn't be canceled, but it is canceled. So he's looking through and he's like, all right, don't worry about it. We'll just get one booked right now. And I go, "Okay, great. Originally, I was supposed to head out around nine, something like that. He's like, here's one at seven. This way you'll be back in Nashville at like two o'clock. And I'm like, that's fucking perfect. That'll be perfect. He had to be, his flight was at six. Mine was going to be at seven. It was going to be a kerfuffle with the rental car and getting lifts. It's like, let's just go to the fucking airport. I'll hang out for an hour. Not that big of a deal. Hop on the flight and be back in Nashville by two. All right. Sunday morning, we get to the airport. Up at fucking goddamn 4.15 in the fucking morning, which I was happy because it was daylight savings, all right? I was like, oh, get an extra hour of sleep. What a good fucking day it's going to be. Get to the airport. I I have to get, they fucking swab my shoes at TSA for some reason. And they like, oh, they just kept, they kept saying it was random checks, but it was just like everybody. They were swabbing shoes and I don't know why. I don't. When was the last time you heard about anything bad happening on an airplane? Since 9-11. Really? Really? The underwear bomber wasn't that a guy? Didn't his fucking. He tried to have a bomb in his underwear or something like that in like 2009, 2010, some shit like that. And it fucking caught on fire and just singed his ball sack. I think that was the last time. So, what is this? We're fucking swabbing shoes, dude. You think I'm going to fucking, if I'm bringing, if I'm bringing a bomb on a plane, I'm hiding it in my ass. I'm not going to fucking stick it in my shoes, but they swab the shoes and they go, oh, you're clean. And it's like, well, no shit. You fucking jack off. What the fuck? 
look at me. You should be able to look at me and go, he's probably not, he's probably fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you can't use your judgment anymore because you're viewed as a bigot somehow. So now they just got everybody fucking getting their shoes swabbed. And then my bag got fucking random checked too. And it's like, what the fuck is even going on now? So not the greatest beginning to the fucking trying to leave Albany to get back to Nashville, but it's like, it's whatever. No big deal. Aaron gets on his flight. I got like an hour to kill. I'm, uh, I'm looking for a coffee. I go, I'll go to Burger King. Burger King usually has some of the cheaper coffees. It's all the same fucking coffee at the goddamn airport anyway, for the most part. But the lady, at, they, it was just fucking chaos at the Burger King. There were three people in line. And for some reason, nobody could get coffee because it wasn't done. I said, fuck it. I'll go next door. I'll pay double the price for the same shitty coffee, but it, it's not a chain or whatever the fuck this restaurant is. Get my coffee, sitting, waiting for the flight. And then uh, right as I get in line to get on the plane, they go, oh, everybody off the plane. We can't land in Chicago because there was a layover in Chicago. It's too foggy. And I go, oh, great. They're like, we got to wait an hour. Well, the thing with, with my flight was I was going to land in Chicago 40 minutes before my flight to Nashville, before my connecting flight to Nashville. So I go, oh, shit, this is not going to work out well. Uh, so I go to the little, little fucking table lady and I go, I'm going to not make my Nashville flight. So I got to figure something out here. And she goes, yeah, you're going to miss that Nashville flight. So uh, what we'll do is we'll put you on the 9 o'clock flight that's going to go to Baltimore, and then the Baltimore flight will take you to Nashville. You can still get there by about 3.30. I go, okay, that's great. She said, or you can get on this flight that's going to leave in an hour, but then you'll have to be in Chicago until 3.30 because that's the next flight to Nashville. I said, fuck it. Give me the nine o'clock flight. I'll go to Baltimore and then I'll go to goddamn Nashville. And she's like, okay, do you have a bag? I said, yes, I do have a bag. And she goes, okay, what's it look like? What's your name? Yada, yada, yada. She does a little walkie talkie, calls about my bag. She's like, you got to put this bag on this flight, whatever, you know? So now, <laughs> now I'm at this airport in Albany for four fucking hours, which wasn't bad. Here's the thing. I realized, I think I realized that if you just, a lot of people want to get upset at these fucking airport people. And if you don't, that lady had no control over anything that was happening. So, you know, I just talked to her like she was a normal person. And I understood that I was in a situation where I was probably going to be inconvenienced, but it was, it wasn't a big deal. I had nothing to do and nowhere to go anyway, other than trying to get this podcast done. That was the only thing I was really considering. I was like, okay, I'll still be able to do that. And uh, before that had happened, on Aaron's flight, Aaron's flight left in like 30 minutes afterwards, some dude's fucking running down the terminal and he's looking for that flight. And he's he just starts yelling at that lady or not really yelling at her, but yelling, you know what I mean, in her direction or whatever. So... I just was like, no big deal. Do what you got to do. She gave me a new ticket for my bag, whatever. So I'm waiting at the air. I was like, I'll go get some fucking breakfast. You know what I mean? So I go back to the Burger King. 
<laughs> I go back to this fucking Burger King, and there's still not the same three people, but there's three new people in line. This was not a busy airport by any means. And I hear the dude in front of her trying to order whatever the fucking Burger King sandwich is. They got like a double sandwich that comes with like two, maybe two eggs and two pieces of meat or maybe one egg. Either way, she's talking about how they only got four eggs left in total for like the whole fucking day. And this is at 7 a.m. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, fuck it. I'm not going to deal with fucking these people. I'll let somebody else get these Burger King eggs. I go back to the place where I got the coffee from. (laughs) Again, getting pretty much the same eggs that I would have gotten at Burger King on a bagel. But now it's like $14. And it's like, it's whatever, you know. I'm going to sit here, I'll have another cup of coffee, and I'll eat this bagel sandwich, which is something I I don't really eat at airports. So I was like, great, I got two hours to kill. I'll do an experience, you know. I'll have some breakfast. I'll go fucking take a nap in the terminal somewhere, and then I'll get on this plane to Baltimore. And that's what I did. Get to Baltimore. Got like an hour 15 to kill before the next flight. It's becoming a long day on your old pal Joe, I'll say that. But the flights were fine. Everything was fine hunky-dory. Uh, I will say the flight to Nashville from Baltimore was full. There should be, I like how these people are swabbing shoes for bombs, but they really should be swabbing people for body odor on these goddamn airplanes. I think there should be a rule. I can't bring a Dr. Pepper through TSA and take it on a plane if it's more than fucking three ounces or whatever the fuck it is. But for some reason, Some guy who hasn't showered since 2017 can walk through security no fucking problem and sit next to me. Why is that? Why? There should be a rule where you have to bathe or at least fucking, you know, if you you can't, if you don't have the option to bathe, you don't get to lift your arms or move around at all. You have to sit there tight and keep your fucking stinky fucking odors to yourself. There should be a rule. There's a rule at the YMCA, shower before you get in the fucking pool. I see people not doing it. It's disgusting. It's fucking gross. Why Why do you, can you get on a plane and not have showered anytime recently? It makes no fucking sense. So really, that was the only, uh, that was really the only complaint about the flights is on the one from Baltimore to Nashville, it was completely full. Sometimes they say that. They go, it's, it's a completely full plane, even though it's not. So... What I did was I sat, there was a, I found the fattest person I possibly could sitting by the window. And I was like, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit in the aisle next to this real fat guy. So just in case it isn't completely sold out, no one's going to want to sit between us. But it was sold out. And sure enough, the smelliest person, some fucking, you know, 22 year old fucking goofball kid who's never been on a plane before. Never probably showered in his life either. Some stinky fucking asshole piece of shit fuck. Wanted to fucking come and be stinky for an hour and ten minutes on the goddamn plane. Which, again, the the worst the worst thing that happened all weekend was sitting next to that stinky guy. Well, not really, but anyway. We land in Nashville. I go to the baggage claim, and my fucking bag's nowhere to be found. My bag is nowhere to be found, people. And it's like, oh boy, here we go. I go to the little fucking, you know, the little office where you go and find your fucking baggage or whatever it is. And then uh, they're like, okay, your bag went on that 
flight to Chicago. Not the first one, not the not the one that got delayed an hour, but the second one that they could have put me on that wouldn't have put me back in Nashville until 5:30. So that was confusing. They took they took my bag off a plane going to Chicago after I wasn't going to Chicago and then put it on a different plane that was going to Chicago. So it's like, oh, fuck my ass, you know? But by this time, it's like 3, 3.30. I think the flight leaving Chicago was like 4 o'clock or something like that. So my bag was going to be back in Nashville around 5.30. So it's like here, my two options were this. I could go, come back here, which I live in Clarksville, people. I don't know if you know that. It's like 45, 50 minutes north of Nashville. Or I could go bum, go pick up my car from errands and just bum around for a little bit and then come back to the airport and pick up my own bag and get a nice voucher for a future flight, all right? So I decided rather than have them deliver my bag fucking 45 miles, 50 miles outside of Nashville, which they probably wouldn't have been here until three in the fucking morning to just get my bag myself. But I also decided rather than go get my car, deal with airport traffic with my own car, try and park and try and run to the airport, run back to my car and make it out of the parking garage before they charge me $64 for being there for 12 minutes. I would just wait at the airport. So I got the airport in Albany at 5 a.m. And the flight wasn't till whenever the fuck it was, nine, something like that. So there's four hours at the airport dicking off. Then we land in Baltimore, got an hour and fucking 10 minutes before the flight to Nashville. Now we're a little over five hours. And then in Nashville, I was like, well, I'm just going to wait at the fucking airport for two goddamn hours for my bag now. So I spent about seven Almost eight hours just waiting at airports yesterday. And again, I'm not complaining. It was the same thing with the, with the baggage claim. I didn't come in aggressive. I didn't come in hot. I was just kind of laughing and joking with the nice young ladies behind the fucking counter about how, you know, it's been a long day, but here we are and the bag will be here at some point in time. And they were like, well, what are some things in your bag that will make us know it's your bag? And I was like, well... I got fucking shirts with my goddamn face and name on them. That's a good indication of whose bag it's going to be. But after all that, after all the hoopla, I got my bag. I got a voucher for a future flight. And I had one of the nicest Lyft drivers I've ever had take me from the airport to Aaron's house so I could get my car. So overall, overall, not a bad experience. But also, I think those airport people deal with a lot of anger and aggression from people from from shit they have no control over of over you know so i'm sure those baggage ladies i'm sure people come in there fucking freaking out and especially with me too cuz it's like well i live in clarksville the Na- the airport's in nashville you know i it could have been if i were a weak minded and weak spirited person i could have made it a fucking problem and fucking yelled at this poor little five foot three lady and somehow made it her problem. What are we going to do about this? And maybe, maybe I would have got a bigger voucher if I did, but there was no point. We just laughed. We made some jokes. We all chatted for a little bit. I talked to the three ladies and then I just fucking sat down <laughs> and waited for my goddamn bag. But the point is, 
The point is, it's nobody's fucking fault. At the end of the day, there's a lot of confusion. You know, if anything, it was the fucking the bag handler, the the people taking the bags from the planes and putting it. But even then, even then, how much money are they making to really give a shit? You know, they just got to be fucking chucking bags left and right and trying to figure out where they go. So sometimes things slip through the cracks. But, you know, you see people freaking out at airports and 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 talking shitty to people. I saw this was a, a few weeks ago. I was going into the bathroom at an airport and some guy's mopping and he put out the, the, the slippery when wet sign at the, at the front of the bathroom. So when you walk in, you go, okay, caution, wet floor, you know, and, uh, he's in there mopping and some fucking prick of a fucking douchebag. He, he goes up to the guy after he's done pissing and he goes, you know, that sign should really be in here. And it's like, what? Why don't you just leave fucking people alone, you know? So I went, I'm like right behind this guy as he's walking out and he says something to the janitor dude. And I'm like, I'm almost out of the bathroom and I just turn around and peek my head around the corner and look at the janitor and I go, hey man, fuck that guy. And he goes, yeah, and shrugged his shoulders. And it's like, don't even worry about that dude. Don't let him fucking ruin your day. Because you, because he doesn't like where the caution, slippery fucking floor sign is. You know what I mean? Ah, that felt so good. We just had a moment, me and that fucking little janitor guy. Again, what do you want people to do? It's just this entitlement, arrogant fucking assholes at the goddamn airport. But I was never looking, like, fuck that guy. And he was just like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, I can't say it, but you can. I was like, yeah, dude, fuck that piece of shit. Don't worry about him. Let's hope his plane crashes, huh? Wouldn't that be exciting? Fucking prick. Don't be an asshole to people at airports. They have no control over what the fuck is going on half the time. It's not like the fucking airport employees are fucking sabotaging your experience. You know what I mean? No one's losing your bag on purpose. No one's fucking delaying your flights on purpose. No one is uh, making you late, you know? Like the one guy who showed up 30 minutes after the plane took off. He's like, I've been here since 4 a.m. And it's like, no, you haven't. We showed up at 5 and we both got through security and made it to the fucking terminal with plenty of time. So there's no way you've been at this airport since 4 a.m. and missed your 7 o'clock fucking flight, buddy. You fucked up. You got here. You just got here. That's what happened is you just fucking got here. You got to the airport at 6.15, probably 6.30, honestly, and you missed your 7 o'clock flight is what happened. That's what the fuck happened. You didn't show up four hours early and miss your fucking flight, and then you yell at some lady who has no control over what the fuck's going on, you know? And with him, wherever he was going, he had to wait an extra day, which I thought was even funnier. She's like, well, we can get you to this place, but where you need to be, you won't get that flight until seven o'clock tomorrow morning. So then he's freaking out even more. And that was funny because he lied. He completely fucking lied. I've been here since 4 a.m. No, you haven't. No, you fucking have it. It's impossible to be at an airport. I don't know. Maybe, maybe in New York City or LA or something like that where you could show up three hours before your flight and somehow still not make it to the terminal in time. I just don't believe it. But the point is, 
Be nice to people out there, all right? People are just trying to do their fucking jobs, be courteous, be respectful, and that's it. People got shit. Do you think that guy likes fucking mopping floors and wants to deal with some fucking, you know what I mean? Some arrogant fucking prick who, who, you know, what the fuck is your job, buddy? What do you do? Probably fucking lie and use child labor for some bullshit fucking crypto scam. That's probably what the fuck you do. And you want to fucking tell some guy where he should put his caution slippery floor fucking win wet sign. Go fuck yourself. And I hope your plane crashes. I hope your plane crashes and all your money disappears and goes to, you know, <laughs> goes to the black guy that your wife's fucking. <laughs> Be nice to people, especially at the airport, except for the fucking people flying. Those are the people I hate. Everyone working at the airport's always fine. Fuck TSA and fuck people who fly on the airports, you know? And I get the TSA people are just doing their job, but so were the Nazis. You know what I mean? But so were the Nazis. So it's useless. TSA is useless. And uh, stinky people and babies are the worst people on planes. All right. I think we can all agree with that. Hey, let's take a quick break. Check in with our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Joe Kelly psychedelic experience. Thanks for being here on the podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening to my nonsense. I certainly do appreciate it. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Magic Mind. Now, I know we've all worked with at least one dickhead, or maybe you yourself. Maybe you've been that dickhead that, uh, you know, you go into work and you go, oh, nobody talked to me until I've had my coffee. Because you don't have any control over your emotions. And you aren't mature enough to accept responsibility for your own actions. So, you blame your behavior on the lack of having coffee. And listen, it may be true, but also maybe you just don't like being around fucking people all the time. That could possibly tr be true too. But there's nothing worse in life than somebody that says, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. It makes you seem like a big fat baby. Well, here's a loophole, everybody. Magic mind. Now you never have to utter those words, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Because when you have your magic mind in the morning, it sets you straight. It gets you mellowed out. It gets you in an even place. So you can deal with all the assholes you work with, and you can deal with the fact that you haven't grown up and accepted responsibility for your own actions and behavior. So do yourself a favor. Go to magicmind.com. Use the promo code Joe. Get up to 20% off, some shit like that, at checkout, and see if you can't be a little bit more even during your mornings, all right? It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite part of my morning routine. I no longer lash out at the people that I work with. By the way, I work by myself, so I'm not yelling at myself anymore. It's very nice. I still do in my dreams, but no longer in the morning. Once again, magicmind.com, promo code J-O-E at checkout. Listen, I talk about this shit every fucking week, and I really, I mean it. I'm just trying to come up with new ways to say the same thing that I've been saying for months now, all right? Magic Mind, it's a great product. It's a great uh, addition to my morning routine, and I think you'll love it too. Magicmind.com, promo code Joe, and uh, see if you can't have a more peaceful morning, a more stable morning, a more calm morning. Let's get back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that brief message from our wonderful sponsors here at Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. Um, there was also there was one more thing at the airport that I thought was funny. 
while we're going through security in Albany, there's uh there's this older, this older fucking couple. They're probably, God, they're probably in their 80s. And the lady is wearing a mask and the guy is not. And she just goes, Jim, where's your mask? There's hundreds of people here. And just the look on his face is like, oh, we're still doing this shit. And it's like, stand up for yourself, Jimmy boy. Don't do it. Snatch hers off. Quit fucking playing the game, all right? She's a pussy. There's so many, there's so many fucking weak men out there who just do whatever they need to do to keep their woman happy. And you can just see that that woman was just a miserable old twat anyway. So Jimmy, I hope you're out there somewhere, buddy. I know, I know you've been through the ringer married to this old fucking hag as long as you have been, but fucking stand up for yourself. Grow a fucking pair at this old age that you are. All right. And also As we have said many times before on this podcast, if you are wearing a mask in 2023, you are a pussy, okay? You're a big fat pussy, you know? I give you a pass for 2020, all right? It was a confusing time. We were being lied to. We were told, you know, you couldn't go grocery shopping without one, this, that, and the other. But for the record, for the record, if you're still wearing a mask in 2023, you are a pussy, and it's okay, There's nothing wrong with being a pussy. They make the world go round, all right? But just know that you are, and it's okay. Self-admit that you're a pussy. That's all it is. Go, I'm a coward. I'm afraid. I'm trying to pretend I'm a good person. I'm trying to pretend I'm better than other people. I'm trying to show people that I didn't vote for Trump. All the things that a pussy does, all right? So that lady's a pussy, and Jim is also a pussy too because he fucking caved in. Because there's hundreds of people here, Jim, put on your mask. But anyway, uh, Albany was fun. I don't know if you guys know this. You probably don't. But uh, upstate New York was the the first place I moved to whenever I left Michigan. And uh, so I guess it's always had a special place in my heart. Not that Albany is super close to Utica, but it's all upstate New York, you know. And uh, that only lasted a couple of months, but it was the... uh, That was the beginning of the journey that's led me to this point in time in my life, you know. And what a uh, what an interesting time that was, man. It was like I was only there for like two and a half months. And I I may have talked about this a little bit before, so but anyway, I'll talk about it again. That's how uh that's how the wheels got it started rolling, I guess, on this whole uh is moving around and hopping around and exploring different places and trying to find myself or whatever. It was all uh it all started in Utica, New York, which if you don't know anything about Utica, there ain't much going on up there, all right? They got Saranac Brewing Company and some delicious pizza, and that's about it. But uh, I was I was co-hosting a morning radio show with a guy that I worked uh, at a radio station in Flint, Michigan with, but I wasn't really the, the co-host. I was more of a glorified intern. Uh, I wasn't getting paid. But I was still, you know, trying to co-host some morning show on a top 40 radio station. I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. And uh, turns out I was I was pitched this idea of going to Utica, which I was just I didn't have anything going on in Flint anyway. So I was all about it. It didn't have to be a hard pitch. But the guy was like, yeah, I told him I'd be bringing you and they're stoked about it. This, that and the other. And they're totally cool with it. And. Then I showed up 
and they didn't know who I was or why I was there at all. So I don't know if he lied or, or what happened exactly, but they were like, who the fuck is this guy and why is he on the radio with you? And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. He's fucking doing it for free or whatever. So that was a, it was a very interesting, confusing experience. And, you know, I learned a lot about morning radio pretty quickly there. Uh, but I was also working. I ended up getting a job for fucking Kmart while that was still around at the goddamn. Uh, I was a checkout operator at Kmart. What a miserable fucking existence that was for the three weeks that I did that, you know, making like eight bucks an hour and the whole, it's not even the checkout operators are treated like a, it's almost like a sales position at this point, you know, cause nobody, nobody wants to pay you for just helping people. You gotta be selling something. So the whole the whole thing with the, with working at Kmart and doing the checkout thing was they wanted they wanted you to to get everybody to sign up to get like a Sears credit card cuz Sears owned Kmart and you'd get like I don't know you'd get like a a buck for every card that somebody signed up for and they'd save like 10% on their purchase or whatever. So it's always everything's fucking slick, man. You can't just go fucking bag groceries and you can't just go, let me just check you out and have a nice conversation with you. You got to be fucking selling something too. It's absolutely fucking miserable. And uh, I remember I got real sick for a couple days. I was, I still went in one day and like, I was, this one of the sickest times I've ever been in my life. Like I couldn't see straight, was about to pass out. And then, uh, and then my buddy Eric, he got fired from the radio station. I was like, well, I'm just not going to fucking go back to Kmart. So that's when we moved down to Washington, D.C. And that's been the uh, the whole start of everything that, uh, that has led up to this point in time. But uh, take a chance on yourself. You know, you never know when you're going to end up. But jumping into the abyss and seeing where you end up is it's pretty fun. You know, Utica didn't end out end up well, but DC turned out pretty good for me. You know, that was the beginning of it. Cause like I graduated from broadcasting school in 2007. I started working for the radio station in Flint that I had really wanted to work for, for a long time in 2008, early 2009, they fired me. And then like, I don't know, in in radio, the goal is to be like in a top 10 market, like a big market, which Washington, D.C. was. So after going to Utica, you know, it's like, so think about it like this. I graduated from broadcasting school in 2007, July 2007, by, God, I want to say maybe May of the next year. I was an intern at the radio station I wanted to work at in Flint. By September or October, I want to say it was September, I was hired on part-time and getting paid from the radio station I had wanted to work for, you know? This all happened relatively quickly. And then by May of 2009, I'm co-hosting a morning show in upstate New York, which is pretty unheard of. You know, I have less than a full year of experience in radio, realistically, you know, and it was a glorified internship, but I was still, I was there every morning on the air, you know, co-hosting a morning show. 
And then by, God, that was 2009. By 2010, I was on the air in Washington, D.C., doing traffic reports, you know? Like, less than three years from, less than three years from graduating from broadcasting school, I was in a top 10 market on the air, which was kind of the goal. But then I realized that it's like, oh, this sucks, and it's just kind of an office job and uninteresting. And, you know, I think uh, I might have been chasing somebody else's dream or just the standard, you know, this is what you do. And, you know, everyone's like, it's going to take a long time to do and a long time to get there. But it all happened relatively quick for me. So, you know, you jump into the abyss and then, you you know, you see what's going to happen. And maybe the same thing with stand-up. I don't know. Stand-up's taking a little bit longer, I think. I don't know, man. The goal was to get up at Zany's in Nashville. And I think that happened within a year and a half or something like that of, of doing stand-up. And for some people, it just never happens, you know. But bet on yourself and take a chance. You never know when you're going to end up. And maybe... Maybe having clear goals and clear visuals is uh, that'll that'll get you where you need to be, you know. And maybe that's and maybe that's part of the comedy thing too. Is I'm trying to relate it to like, you know, chasing that radio dream of like, well, this is what the steps that I've heard are. So you you know, with comedy or whatever it is in life. You hear about the the playbook that people have and go, this is what you have to do to get where you want to be. And then you do those things and then, you you know, you might realize that you never wanted to do those anyway. So I don't know. Come up with your own goals and your own ideas and your own visuals and, and you know, believe in yourself with whatever it is you're doing, man. If you're chasing a dream or if you're not, maybe you're just chilling at this point in time in your life and maybe you're content and you know, and that's okay too. That's okay too. I don't I got I got something in me that's I don't know, a bit of an explorer, I suppose, you know. A, a thrill seeker in some aspects. You know, I ain't fucking cave diving or skydiving or anything like that, but you know, I'm seeking something, I'm chasing something. And I think part of the fun is not knowing exactly what it is. I think that's part of the exploration of it all is, uh, you know, you you go somewhere and you're not sure what you're looking for and you don't even know what you're going to find. But that's part of the fun of it, I suppose, you know. So bet on yourself. And, man, things, just thinking about it, just going up to Albany was like, man, this this was, you know, not that I lived in Albany, but upstate New York. It was like, this is where it kind of began for me in a weird way of this, of this adventure, of this experience, of this fucking trip that I've been on up until this point. So, you know, cherish your dreams, chase things, man. You never know when you're going to end up. And who knows, it might not be as difficult as other people make it seem. That's the thing too. Don't, you know, don't listen to other people all the time. I think that's been, I think that's been my biggest what's the word benefactor and also a bit detrimental is not listening to people, you know, cause I just fucking, as soon as I start listening to people, it, it makes me, I don't know. I fucking get bummed out, you know? And that's like, keep your dreams to yourself. 
Because that's when you tell people what your goals and your dreams and your ambition, and they go, well, that's not how it's supposed to work. And then that might, you know, that's like sticking a fucking needle in your goddamn balloon. And then you get deflated and you go, well, I guess I'm not doing it right. So I keep a lot of that shit to myself because I have a vision and goals that I don't, you know, that people aren't going to see the same way that I see. So I'd rather keep it to myself than fucking hearing from, uh, hearing negativity from other motherfuckers who either never made it or are trying to protect themselves, you know, in some way, shape or form, if that makes any sense. But, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's some people out there, some of you guys that listen to this podcast and have been reaching out lately a little bit more frequently. And I certainly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I find it interesting that it's almost easier to share these dreams or these goals or, you know, just anything with almost strangers. Not that you guys are necessarily strangers. We're family. We're friends. We're here. You know, I love you guys. Some of you guys never check in. That's totally okay, too. I don't mind, you know. It's not like you have to, but there's some of y'all that reach out, like Darth Shibby, I love you, buddy. You know, we fucking, we've had chats on Discord before, just about, you know, just how are you? Just checking in, just as normal people, you know, and I like that. And then there's a couple other of you that will check in with me, and I get to talk to you about things, and, you know, you, you, keep, you keep my hopes up, in a world that seems hopeless sometimes. And I can't thank you guys enough for that, man. Because a lot of times I feel like I don't have people to talk to. For whatever reason. And maybe it's I just don't trust people. Sometimes it's easier to trust a stranger than it is to trust people you know. Because you know them. You know what I mean? Because you fucking know them. So, you know, it's always, I've always liked being a stranger in towns. That's always been my favorite part of like comedy I guess especially when I was living in the van now things are a little bit different you know because it's not there's not so much anonymity to traveling anymore which is good that was the goal anyway but living in the van and driving around and just getting to be a stranger in the town and and doing comedy and you get to meet people and you just get to you know, you get to open up and be real vulnerable and you can, and other people feel that way too, man. Some people, when, when they know you're leaving town and they know you're living in a van, people, (laughs) people go, oh, this guy ain't got got fucking nobody to tell, dude. I can tell this fucking dude anything. So I'm sure there've been some people out there who have told me some things they've probably never told anybody in their lives. And maybe it has to do with me or maybe it just had to do with the situation, the fact that I was leaving town. But, you know, I love being a stranger. I don't know. It's a weird thing. But uh, anyway, I love you guys. That's all. I love you guys. And thanks for checking in when you do. And and uh, again, keep my hopes up. And, 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 you know, I just appreciate it. I really fucking do. It means the world to me. And uh, even if you don't check in. If you're just listening, I hope I maybe I give you some maybe I hope I hope I reciprocate that uh, that hopefulness with uh, with some of my words and stories or thoughts or whatever it is. You know, I hope I lift you up too a little bit. 
And I know I can be a fucking negative fucking grouch on here, but a lot of it's just jokes. And also I, I try to live in reality and, and, and cut through the bullshit with you people. You know what I mean? But, uh, but I love you and you lift my spirits and, uh, man, anytime, even if it's not a long conversation, man, anytime you guys reach out and, and just say you liked this week's episode or last week's with Monty, I had a few of y'all reach out and go, oh, dude, that episode with Monty was a lot of fun. And it's like, it just, uh, it brings a lot of joy to me, you know? And it's not like I'm, I'm not fucking, listen, I'm not fucking trying to bait you in to fucking, you know, paying me compliments and trying to toot my fucking horn here. But uh, I just want to let you know that uh, your kind words uh, aren't on, don't fall on deaf ears. And I take them all to heart. And I appreciate the fact that uh, that you guys like the shit that I do or it means something to you or whatever it is. And it means a lot to me whenever you say, hey, that's all. Let's get you an animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way, people. All right. <clears throat> this one's a, it's a quick one. It's a great one. Uh, dude, I don't know. Do you think... Horses are pretty, I've always heard that horses are pretty intelligent creatures, but do you think, do you think horses have malice? Maybe that's the right word for it in their hearts. Do you think horses hold on to feelings and emotions and experiences that they had? You know, do you think horses can be bitter? I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Because it's like, this video is a guy just riding a horse, and they're fucking hauling ass, and it's like, they're coming up to like a telephone pole or some kind of pole, and like, the horse kind of shifts itself to make that guy smack into the fucking pole and haul off the and fall off the horse, and they're fucking going like 40 miles, whatever, however fucking fast a horse can run, this horse is hauling fucking ass, and it's just like, what the fuck did that guy do to that horse? You know what I mean? To make him, he could have just, because the horse ran by the pole just fine. The horse didn't hit the pole, but he kind of shifted his body to make the fucking guy smack the pole. And is that just a thing where the horse wants the guy to get off him? Or do you think that guy did something to that horse? Do you think maybe he like, shot his dad because he was an old horse or something like that's what you got to do to old horses you'd shoot him and you make him glue but if if you're a young horse and you see this guy shoot your dad in the head maybe you want to fucking run him into a pole someday i'm just trying to figure out if horses can like you know if horses are vengeful type creatures or if it was just an honest mistake or if the horse just didn't want him on his back but it seemed like this horse was holding on to something a little bit and the opportunity came up for him to fucking run this guy into a pole. And it's fucking beautiful, man. It's just fucking. <laughs> it's such a clean hit, too. Absolutely beautiful. I don't know if other creatures are like us. But horses might be, you know. Anyway, thanks for checking out the podcast this week. Hope we had a little bit of fun, everybody. Uh, don't forget, go to magicmind.com. Use the promo code Joe. It's a wonderful product. And I love it. Give yourself a give yourself a little bit better experience in your mornings. All right, it'll help you stay calm. 
give you a little bit more peace, a little bit more clarity. Also, if you want to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash utilize shrooms. We can have conversations over there, all sorts of fun stuff. And uh, if you want to see me do some comedy, I don't have a ton coming up right now. But uh, 2024, we'll bump it back up again. I will be in Bridgeport, Connecticut this weekend at the Stress Factory with Aaron Weber. That's November 10th and 11th. And then I got Fisher Hall in Frankenmuth, Michigan, the 30th and the 31st for some New Year's Eve comedy. Go to JoeKellyComedy.com for all the upcoming shows, dates, and all that fun stuff. Listen, thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. I hope we had fun. I think I already said that, but we can never have too much. Do me a favor before you get out of here, all right? Do me a favor. Just the smallest favor. Take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. I'll catch you around real fucking soon, all right? Later, my friend. <laughs>